بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to season 2 episode 3 of the College Muslim My name is Badr Adin Muhammad My name is Talha Rafiq and Together we run the College Muslim podcast um, And today's topic is going to be Practicing imperfection as a Muslim in America It's a very interesting topic that Talha pitched to me That I still don't, I, I still completely understand So how about you explain the topic Yeah honestly every day I kind of like learn more about the topic, mm-hmm. but um, hold up, <laughs> slight intermission. I'm just making sure. <laughs> it's actually the first time I recorded this. Forgot to hit record. This is actually so. take two of this take episode two. because I accidentally forgot to hit record yes. the first time we were recording the episode. Um, we forgot to hit record. Let's put the responsibility. Sure, sure. We forgot to hit record. Yes, we forgot to hit record. Even though I'm the one who set up the entire setup, <laughs> so <laughs> essentially I had yes, I, yes. I forgot Don't to hit record. Tech guy. But um, yeah, so practicing imperfection. Yes. Um, I kind of like came up with a concept for myself, I guess through a mix of like just seeing social media TikTokers. Mm. This is where it came from. Okay, so like starting off where like where this entire idea came from, is I saw social media TikTokers who are Muslim, and I kind of saw like people bagging on them, right? Mm. And even I sometimes will get critical. I'm like, yo, you're a Muslim, like you can't be doing this, you can't be posting she, this. I mean, when you put yourself on the internet in general, people, you're opening yourself up to criticism, yeah. especially in the Muslim space. I feel like there's a lot more criticism because we have. I mean, it's Islam ha- is a religion of rules. It's not only a religion of rules, and there's too much of a focus on the rules. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there are certain rules that we do follow as Muslims that people often like to pick on. So. Yeah. So they were essentially getting picked on. Yep. And I was looking at that, and I'm like, I was thinking, like, I have a couple of friends who are also, like, Muslim TikTokers, but I'm like, this is not their entire persona, mm. right? Like, they're, they're doing that. They're posting videos that might be, like, controversial within the Islamic space. But then at the same time, you know, they're the guys waking up at Fajr, praying every single morning. They're the guys who um, try to reel back their cursing sometimes, right? And, you know, I, I was like, there's multiple sides to an individual. I'm not saying all of them. Wait, so are you saying that these Muslim people on TikTok are showing their imperfections on TikTok, but they have certain Maybe good Islamic qualities? imperfections. But the okay, point yes. is, the point is, even though they might be being so, like, critically, like, shot down, right, mm-hmm. by others... In essence, they haven't stopped being a Muslim, right? Because what they do is they practice imperfection. And so that's Mm. where the whole concept of practicing imperfection came was no matter what you do, you can only ever get better if you continue to practice being imperfect. What does that actually look like? And we talked about this kind of was it looks like, you know, you're not going to hit five prayers a day. So Mm. you pray once a day to start with, then you pray twice a day and you keep practicing. You're not going to be perfect, but what are you doing? You're practicing imperfection. You know, if you curse like uh, a couple times throughout the entire day, right? If that's like, let's say like a quantitative number, like 20, Mm -hmm. right? 20 times a day. And you get that down to 15 or even 18, right? Yeah. What is that? That is practicing imperfection, right? The thing is when people practice imperfection, like for example, these TikTokers, others will get on their head. Well, I think, I think TikTok. Well, we, we should probably cover this in a whole another video. But yeah. I think it's that scenario is a little bit different than what we're trying to talk about in this episode. Is we're trying about personal imperfection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Own So I mean, the TikTok example is probably going to stop right there. That's, that's, that's where, a whole other yeah, video. That's where, like the, that's where the idea kind of showing your came, sins and yeah, all that. Yeah, that's where the idea came from. And then I started thinking more about it. Is how do you and I practice imperfection? Mm-hmm. How do like all of our friends in like a college practice imperfection? Yeah, or and, lack thereof. Sometimes. Or lack thereof sometimes, right? And, um, and I also realized the importance of it, which we'll also dive into um, later this episode. Absolutely. So um, to begin with, I guess now that you have a kind of general gist of like what is imperfect, like what did I mean by practicing imperfection? What I can start with an experience of what I, like I'm thinking because mm-hmm. maybe that would give so some context. Something con- like you know you know more about this topic than yeah, I do. This would, yeah, yeah, this would give it some context, I guess, too. So in high school, um, 
not on it with my prayers mm -hmm. at all. Like it was like, it was too sporadic. Sometimes it was, it was not on my own accord, right? Like my parents would usually tell me, like remind me. So mm -hmm. I, I was not doing it on my own and I could have definitely done a way better job. But when around senior year of high school, when I started really getting into it, and I was like, wow, this is like the best thing I've ever found in my life. Yeah. I did not hit five prayers a day from the get go. Of course. It took me a, like a year to fully yeah. work up to that point consistently. And mm -hmm. now in college, like I think now for the first time in my life, it's become like a habit. So even then, after a year in senior year and then a full year in like college, right? And then obviously COVID hit and et cetera. But the full year in college, like last year, like even then I had to consciously make an effort and only this year, maybe it's like last summer, mm -hmm. it's fully become something I don't think about. And I just- Second nature. Second nature, like I don't even think, it doesn't take effort now. And I'm, now I'm working on other aspects of myself. Yeah. But the only way you can get to that point where all like, you know, all the sheikhs and the muftis, not all sheikhs and muftis, I guess, <laughs> all the like super toxic desi aunties that like <laughs> the masjid want you to be at, like that to get to that point, uh -huh. right? Not saying that should, that should be a good goal, <laughs> but to get to that point, you need to practice imperfection. You need to say, okay, one time a day, better than zero times a day, mm. right? Um, Cursing less, like less than more often, better than nothing. Mm -hmm. Making the conscious effort to constantly be like, yo, like I, I, I need to at least start because yeah. it's like, it's a difference between saying like, oh, one day I'm going to do that. One mm -hmm. day I'm going to do that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And saying, okay, no, this is day one, gotcha. right? Like I'm not going to do it one day. Like today is day one, tomorrow is day two, next day is day three. And you just change a little bit, a little bit, a little bit every day. And then that's how you practice imperfection. And all the best Muslims, in my opinion, all the best people, mm -hmm. in my opinion, like whether it be in career, whether it be in like an emotional, like um, uh, uh, like EQ, like emotional, like what am, what am I blinking on what like EQ stands for? Emotional quotient, intelligence. Emotional intelligence, right? Emotional intelligence. Not EQ. It's, it's like IQ, but like IQ, intelligence but quotient, yeah. but so whatever. Emotional like intelligence, like all that kind of stuff. The people who are like really, really good at emotional intelligence mm -hmm. are the ones who are really, really good at um, professional like experience, like having a network, et cetera. Yeah. They all just, what do they do? They practice imperfection. Like yeah. they go for it, they get rejected, they work out. Sometimes they don't, sometimes you don't see results for months on end. Sometimes you see results the next day. Yeah. For some people it's overnight. For some people it's like within, but to be a good Muslim, to do anything better for in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and mm -hmm. in Islam, you have to practice imperfection. You're not going to be perfect from the beginning. So you might as well be like, okay, today I'm going to start and today is day one. And then tomorrow is day two. And then you go from there. Perfect. That, that, that is Kind of a synopsis <laughs> of like where I started with like Namaz. So gotcha, for, gotcha. for like, you know, that's how that ties into that. But Actually, I, I want to compare and contrast the the two things. you So you first started talking about like practicing imperfection in Islam, like through a salah and things like that. But then obviously that led to realizing that like there are, pra there are practical implications in the dunya. But I feel like if we flip that example and talk about how, you know, when you try to start a new habit, like going to the gym. Sure. Everyone's like any online self-help coach or even your friends are just, they're very supportive they're like if you go one day and you forget to yeah. go the next day they're they're fine with it because like it's a habit but what i about school we're not all like engineers already we spent oh, four yeah. years four years <laughs> going to class every yeah. day for an hour and a half every day yeah that's what makes you an engineer exactly but and we're I, supportive we have the infrastructure for exactly that. but but i think but i think we are supportive of that because compared to islam we consider the consequences to be much higher like so that you won't be able to have what money and like life is that what you're saying no 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 like well like I, I've, okay, so what I'm trying to, the framework I'm trying to set up here right now is for, like you talked about that toxic desi aunties and uncles, right? Mm. I feel like the reason why they place so much emphasis and like they're so tox toxic about it is because they, like obviously we don't, like praying your salah, that's like, that's more than just the gain that you get in dunya. It's for like your akhirah and to get, make yeah. sure you get into Jannah and like make sure that you don't go to Jahannam and those kinds of things. Like Jannah and Jahannam come up, come up a lot for like sure. the, this toxic culture is talking about like, oh, like if you don't do this, you're going to hell. If you uh, don't do that, you're going to hell. So the stakes are high. Yeah, but I think all 
all of it together, like what, what's the first thing, like when you start going to the gym, what are people telling you? They're telling you to be sympathetic with yourself sure. to realize the fact that like, if you, if you go one day, like you said, start today's day one, not tomorrow, like not to say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow or tomorrow or tomorrow. Mm. And we are sympathetic with that because technically the stakes are quote unquote lower. Like your mom's not going to be like angry with you like to to the extent as if you well I don't mention my mom but like my mom's not gonna be as angry with me if I forget to like go to the gym one day than if I forget to pray a salah and I feel like that that dichotomy comes in because there there rightfully so is such an importance placed on salah because it's a part of your life it's a part of your akhra and jannah jahannam all that and but for the gym it's like it's a dunya thing but I feel like just the same way we are sympathetic with ourselves when we when we go, if, say I don't go to the gym one day, I'll go, I say, okay, I'll go the next day. Like I'll, I'll make that plan. I'll make an actual plan to, to get to it. And I don't keep dwelling on the fact that I missed that one day of gym. Mm. Similarly, say you pray four times or say you play one, once a day for the first, the first day you start playing Salah, you play, you only pray Dhuhr. That's like the only, only prayer you pray, you pray, you forgot the others or you, so you got caught up or you just didn't pray. At the end of the day, like sometimes we sit there reminiscing like, like oh, maybe I should stop praying at this point. Yeah, that'd be the same as if saying I didn't go to the gym today, so I'll just stop going. Which sometimes people do as well. Yeah. So I think for both examples it works, but I think for especially for the Islamic example of practicing imperfection in Islam, I think we need to apply that same kind of sympathy. And this is something we talked about on take one, but how school, like the syllabus that you get in school, on the first day of organic chemistry, I got a syllabus that had a bunch of new terms, like. I have no idea. I I found out today what regiochemistry is, but like that's like a big term that was on the syllabus, and I didn't. I had no idea what it was. The same thing about going. The same example. Of what if if I had said like I didn't pray today. I'm not gonna pray for that. I'm not gonna pray the rest of my prayers today because I forgot one prayer. That'd be the same thing as me go, seeing the syllabus. And me, I'm gonna drop out of school now. Yeah. Yeah, and you're right about that. And yeah. like we can even break it down farther. Like I think we talked about this example too before was yeah. um, focusing during salah, mm-hmm. right? So like if you don't focus for like. The One first salah. two raka- not salah, but oh, like rakaz. Gotcha, gotcha, like so, yeah. like if you're behind an imam, the mom's reciting. Sometimes you can zone out. Like I yeah. know you can. Um, everyone does at some point. Like if you're zone out the first two rakaz, you don't just and if you become conscious like oh my, I zoned out. You the the point is not to just zone out again, yeah. right? <laughs> so it's zone like, back in. It's like the two rakaz yeah. that are left. Like finish it off. Like you got fifty percent of it done. Mm-hmm. That relates to your example really well too. Is like the whole syllabus thing. Like you don't just throw away the entire salah because two of the rakaz that you were unfocused. Yeah. Right. And um, it applies to all areas of religion too. It's not just prayer. Prayer is a great example because again, it's like a quantitative thing. Like, yeah, you can be like, okay, there's one, five two, a day. Three, yeah, there's four, one, five, two, three, yeah. four, five. Like, et cetera, et cetera. But it comes down to everything. Like, even like the way you treat others, yeah. right? So like, if you like, <laughs> Brother Dean can attest to this. If you ever have an <laughs> argument with your friends, right? <laughs> Yes. Like you have an argument, you don't throw the entire friendship yeah, away, right? Exactly. Like you don't exactly. like you're not you don't just go to the next day and you're like, all right, we're done being friends. Like yeah. not based on one argument. Yeah, like no, I mean, you, I don't think friendship, any, marriage, anything, anything. Yeah. Like I don't think there would be any friends or any marriages left in this world. Any relationships if, in general. Exactly. When things got when things got tough, if you tough, throw it away, right? Which is a whole other topic we should probably talk about when like coming to dating and all that stuff. Sure, in, sure. In and American even like culture, even but, in religion, like yeah. your iman isn't always the same. Like your religion goes up sometimes, sometimes it's low, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah. So there's that thing. And so like that's the other thing as well, like in religion, not just dating, right? Is like yeah. your iman, which is like your like your strength of the religion mm-hmm. at that point in time. It's belief, not always strength a, of belief. Strength faith. of belief, yeah. So it's not your strength of faith, right? Yes. It's not always the same. It waxes and wanes. Yeah, yeah exactly. It goes up, it goes down and like it varies. So the thing is when it waxes down, when it's like weak, that's mm-hmm. not when you leave Islam, yeah. right? Like, that's, like, a terrible way to think, like, oh, now I don't feel it anymore. Like, I'm out of here. Yeah. And we could talk about that in another episode about, like, how the pursuit of knowledge as well as, like, the pursuit of actions, like, can help you strengthen your iman. Yeah. But the point is that 
you have to go through these like phases. I actually want to, I want to just hop right in for the example you're talking about Iman, right? So I remember there was this talk I was listening to about how, specifically about zina, like when you commit zina and you are committing your acts of zina, whether it be whatever kind of be with the eyes, with your hands, whatever, yeah. um, your iman is taken from you and held. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't just throw your iman at that point. He just, yeah. he, just didn't, he could. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could be like, I'm just going to take away your iman and I'm going to throw it out. Like he, he's all powerful. He could do whatever he wants. Yeah. He could just be like, okay, you committed one big sin because zina is a major sin. Yeah. You committed zina. I'm going to take your iman away. You're not going to be Muslim for the rest of your life. You're going to Jahannam. Mm-hmm. He could do that. But he doesn't. He takes it. He holds it over your head until you repent. And once you repent, then you're able to get your iman back. Mm. So similarly, just as our, that, that's, a very extreme example to show that our iman waxes and wanes and it's not just that say one day you forget to have concentration one salah or yeah. say you forget to pray one salah or you forget to you do fail, something or you fail one exam or you fail, like, it's same, not similar, game yeah. over like each, you... each and every single thing we do in this world is a test just because we fail one test unlike a professor who is going to like make it like 50% of your grade and now you're just well, we still have yeah. two other exams to make up exactly, for it. Like, exactly, you can still yeah. pass. Like, yeah. Again, you're yeah. saying like... But, but, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is infinitely more merciful than your professor. Like, of course, 100%. Like, screw, like messing up on one thing won't derail the rest of your life. No. Exactly. No. And yeah, that's where this entire concept comes up. Because the reason it like, I think it's so important, right? Is because we turn too many Muslims away from Islam because we don't allow them to be imperfect we don't allow them to practice imperfection i think uh, we we are we are like like straight up like the way i always saw mm-hmm. it um i was so fortunate that my parents like kind of like yeah. were my main support group but i saw some kids who like were demanded perfection they were like mm-hmm. you have to give me perfection and no uh, very few people can actually hit that right no one can and hit, the no thing one can is perfection if you're if you if you're hitting perfect that means you're ignoring other aspects of your aspects of your life in which case like it will backfire eventually you have to push down problems to show a perfect image exactly yeah. so like there's like that's that's like the problem with that entire sphere of like we have to begin this process of allowing imperfection of allowing like these mistakes yeah. right with a kind perspective not accepting the mistakes yeah. but being kind when they happen to yourself to others like like being like it's okay you made a mistake you're good you're yeah. fine next next step exactly right? next like, step your actions don't absolute don't define your iman your iman is, i, I want to say i want to go as far as it says it's separate from your actions but your actions reflected but at the same time just because you commit a single wrong action mm. doesn't mean that your iman is completely gone or that's completely there yeah actually like praying say you prayed your, your five times this five times to one day that doesn't mean that like the rest of your iman is completely 100 percent strong similarly if you forget to pray one salah one day that doesn't mean your iman is completely gone that, that mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're not muslim anymore so i think realizing that like those are two separate entities at least in in at a personal level in your brain realizing that these are two separate entities that i can still have my strength in islam and i can work towards praying praying more salah every day being better every day I think that's that's infinitely more powerful. And you and start that, being kind to yourself. Exactly. Kinder yeah. to yourself. And I think one of the things when you're talking about our communities expecting perfection from us, I think at some points our communities are even more strict with us than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. Yeah. And that is like that's to me that's like a very dangerous thing to get into is to be like is to be so nitpicky on details and to be so unforgiving of mistakes, more unforgiving than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is obviously Al Al Ghafar Ar Rahim. He's the the most merciful. But at the same time, we also as a community need to strive to be merciful towards our towards our younger generations, yeah. towards our communities, to realize that mistakes don't define a person's iman. Yeah, that's a whole other thing with like mustard structure. Like they should be yeah. designed around nurture. Like exactly. Allah nurtures an individual. Like yeah. the point like when it comes to religion, it's not meant to just be your nature. 
right? Yeah. It's a whole debate between nurture versus nature, but yeah. now putting it in a religious context, right? So in a religious context, like the religion is not meant to be your nature. That's not who you were meant to just be straight off the bat. To a certain extent. To a certain extent. Yes. But like by religion, I'm talking about every single thing in the Quran. You're not supposed to just like know it and be good at it yeah. and be perfect at it. That's yeah. what I mean by nature. Yeah. Right? And Nas is a person. Yeah. Is the one but the sins. Quran is meant to do what? It's meant to guide you through life, which is nurture you through life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so our masjids, like people need to be also developing each other in that way. Like masjids need to develop a nurturing environment where students can or kids can grow up and operate that yeah. way. That's another discussion. Yeah. But when it comes to practicing, episode, yeah, yeah. But when it's come to practicing imperfection, it's using Islam to nurture yourself in the direction that you want to go. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's there's plenty of ways to be a quote unquote good Muslim because what is good, right? Like there's there's a lot <laughs> of ways to be debate. yeah there's yeah. a lot of ways to be a good Muslim as well. But it's it's deciding and picking. Okay, I want to actually become this type of person. Actually, it isn't a debate whether or not you're a good Muslim. I think I think that's also something we we sometimes force on others and also force on ourselves. Is that mm. am I a good or a bad Muslim? But at mm. the end of the day, we all need to realize that like we are just striving towards a goal. You're not going to find out the result of this exam until the Yamul Qiyamah. It's an eternal like and, progress thing. And it's not worth yeah. your time to figure out, am I going to Jannah or Jahannam? It's your, it's your responsibility and, every, and my response and your response and everyone's responsibility Strive. to work to be better, to work to gain more hasanat. Yeah, I guess that's also reflected in like the scholars. Like you can, I've never seen like an actual like proper Islamic scholar go like, I am perfect. Like, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, absolutely. I've seen communities do that. I've seen like, yeah. you know. Non-scholars do that. Non-scholars do that. But like, Islamic scholars, like, they always preface it with, like, I am a sinner. Like, you yeah. know, we are all sinners, Mufti right? Mink said something really powerful in, a, in one video that I watched. Probably, like, it's probably been, like, six or seven years by now. Uh-huh. But he was talking about how on Yom Al-Qiyamah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have said, or he didn't say this, this is just me, but, like, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have said, okay, you need to, if you need to have zero bad deeds to go to Jannah. Yeah. But that's not what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he will weigh your De- your good deeds and your bad deeds against each other right and whichever one is greater that is what defines who you are so it's not the goal of life isn't to be perfect mm. the goal of life is to do more good than than to do more good deeds and it's it's not to say like oh i did one bad deed today so i do one two good deeds tomorrow that's not how it works yeah but it's to continuously strive to continue to add to that bucket of good deeds because ba- sins will happen like we yeah. are we are sinners at our nature and nas is the one who sins so sin our our bad deeds will continue to accumulate it's our it, it's our job consciously to consciously make an effort to continue to do good deeds and not to get weighed down by our past mistakes and not yeah. to get weighed down by what we've done in our past or what's going in the other pile. Yeah. Our, our, the eyes on the prize should be on the on the scale of good deeds. 100%. And there's a lot of ways to do that, yeah. which you know we can Absolutely. also like talk about. But like you know, it's not meant to be a difficult thing. Yeah. Islam can, is a practical religion. Yeah, you can get good deeds for doing many things. But what I want to dive in now is mainly how do you become a person who practices imperfection within Islam, mm. right? Um, what do you think? So I guess I used to like kind of think like too practically. I was like, you, you pray more, you <laughs> um, you make the law, you allocate some time. And yeah, that's part very of it. Very quantitative. Yeah, very quantitative, like very quantitative. But I realized now it's more about your reaction, mm. right? So to become a Muslim who is practicing imperfection, who is working on this progress like to path, you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, I know my nafs you exist, mm-hmm. right? Like you're straight up. First of all, you acknowledge that your nafs exist. Like it yeah. will drive you to places and things you want like to do. That well, nafs is divided into three parts, but yeah, the, the, the bad part of the nafs does exist. Yeah, yeah. sorry. The um, side that's like uh, alluring I to- I can't tem- remember the name. Yeah, but there's, but like, there's three of them. It's yeah. alluring to temptation, right? Yeah. The human the human aspect like of like mistakes. Yeah. So you admit that exists. You say, okay, you, you are a part of who I am. Then not only you don't shut it out, you don't block it, mm. but you're kind to it. Right. So like 
there was like this old like um like uh tale from like native american stories where mm -hmm. it was like this grandfather telling his like kid or something or like his um Completely not in Islam, by yeah, the way. Not, yeah, not in Islam. But this, it's a it, nice it, parable. Yeah, yeah, but it's a nice, like, like analogy. Yeah, okay. Which, because this is just an analogy. Yeah. Is that every individual has two wolves in them. One oh, that's, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, angry and this. one that's, like, hungry for, like, uh, power and desire and yeah. all that stuff. Another one is, like, compassionate, empathetic, yeah. like, smart, like, w like witty, like, the, all the good qualities, yeah. right? And similarly, and, even Islam has that, but it's it's broken out of three parts, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's what, like, I'm making the analogy for the yeah. mouse for. Good and bad exist in everyone. Yeah. But the kid asks... Which one wins mm. in the fight? And he Whichever doesn't say the stronger feed. one, all that. He says literally the one you feed. Yeah. The one you feed wins. That was like the most like hard line I've ever yeah, seen from any character. It's an eternal battle. Yeah. Neither wolf is going to win. They're going to always be fighting. And they're always going to exist. They're always going to exist. Like these are not like killable wolves. Yeah. Okay. Just be, <laughs> think about that. Just the one you feed will begin to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And it won't end up killing that other wolf. But it will be taking up a larger part of you and as your as your body. So how do you do mm -hmm. that as a Muslim? Is you look in the mirror, you say, "I know that side of my nafs exist, but I'm not going to feed you today." Yes. Okay. You wake up in the morning, you're like, "I'm going to go through my day, and I'm going to feed this other guy." You don't focus on blocking out the thoughts. You don't focus about like that. When you have those thoughts, you're like, "You, you be kind to it." You're like, "I know. Just wait your turn." Mm. Right. And then you keep feeding your like the the good like the good wolf, right? The side yeah. of your nafs that's like beauty and power like and self-power right mm. and when you feed it enough eventually that turns into like like actual the majority of your nature exactly and the actual qualities of traits of like prayer and dua and yeah. like um being kind not cursing you know um, not being a hypocrite not lying those begin to follow i definitely think those can work in tandem too because i feel like like motive like the, the part you're talking about is like motivation to like wake up in the morning look at yourself in the mirror and be like and motivate yourself motivation to but also one. like admittance yeah. yeah and then and then the other part of it the quantitative part you're talking about but doing more doing more salah doing more dua and all these things i've had these are things that with some days when you're not feeling it you still go through these actions even if it feels like you're just going through the motions in reality by doing these things you're putting yourself on a path to get say, to the next day where you can be like i'm going to feed you today yeah i would say that's the food yeah. So like the namaz, the small gotcha, things, gotcha. like all that stuff, that is the food that you're feeding. But your concentration shouldn't be all, like, because this is what we're told all the time is like, uh, uh, just pray, just pray, just pray, it'll click eventually kind of thing, right? Yeah. And sometimes it will, sometimes you're lucky, yeah. but sometimes it doesn't click, right? Yeah. And so like, the thing is that the way you want to frame it is, hey, do what makes you feel connected to Islam within Islamic boundaries, yeah. within Islamic, like, uh, 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 sh like Sharia law, right? Yeah. And do what is right and feed that you know, side of you, right? Mm -hmm. And then the rest of it would follow, right? Yeah. Like you, it, it will it will catch on, and the stuff you're already kind of good at. Like when I started getting into namaz and prayer, like I just had a natural like knack for it. Like I wouldn't forget it; it'd be on my calendar, like gotcha. et cetera, et cetera. So I picked it up faster. But that led to positive traits in other aspects of my life that I wasn't even concentrated on. Mm -hmm. Why? Because my reason for like praying was not any other than just feeding that part of my soul. I guess, I guess that's what Islam is. It's like feeding your soul. So like, for me, it's a different experience. I feel like, I mean praying salah like so i have to put it in my calendar after like remind myself to do it because sometimes sure. i'll forget but the fact is like even on the days where i don't like my my wolf is my wolf is, isn't as hungry sometimes like sure. the the good wolf like sometimes i forget to feed it even on those days i will make an effort to just knock the salahs out anyway because i feel like that is like that's like the discipline part of myself is like that's where second nature is yeah, coming in too second nature yeah like it's like you feel guilt and guilt is a whole guilt, other tool yeah. that is like 
it can, be, it, it can be a tool or it can be abused it as well. It can be abused yeah. as well. But it's like, if you feel guilt with namaz or you feel guilt when it comes to... If you feel guilt for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yeah. it's a good sign. That is true. Because that means you have let Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enough into your heart mm-hmm. and your life that you're like, I feel guilty for not appealing... Yeah. Appeal, appeal, like, I appeal think we heard this at Khutbah once too. Or was there, I, I have heard ago, this before. Yeah. yeah, this isn't from myself. This yeah. is like, I've heard this a before. A lot of scholars talk a about scholars. this. I don't, know, I just don't want to quote it from... Because I don't know where I got it from. Yeah. But um, it's a very popular like ideology. I saw it on Double Take. That's what I saw. The, oh, the Akhain Institute podcast. podcast. Double, yeah. Double Take podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking about how like sometimes even when we sin or or like it was talking about how like okay I I won't bring this up on this podcast. This is like a whole like yeah. thing I had to break down. It's like a hadith that I would break down maybe on a different episode. But yeah, but 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 that that thing that concept still stands. Yeah. About how that the guilt that you feel when you forget to do certain things like that is a good thing. Embrace it. For to a certain extent, but don't abuse it as well. Yeah, and when you begin feeling guilt, I guess that's you also like seeing the results of practicing imperfection. Yeah, like all of those things are results of practicing imperfection. Absolutely, does that make sense? It won't always be positive results. Like guilt is not exactly the best feeling in the yeah. world, but that is a result of practicing imperfection. At least you practiced. You can't get good at anything if you don't practice. Yeah, right. And over time, your practice will start to get perfect. Like you will find a rhythm. You will find. I mean, not perfect, but your practice will get better. It'll yeah. get easier. Things get easier when you practice. We don't go through four years of college. Exactly. Or Every, sports yeah, or anything. Everyone yeah. says freshman year, hardest year. It takes me to adjust. Sophomore year, getting more in the rhythm. The seniors are all like, I'm breezing, bro. I'm chilling. Like, I'm fine, right? <laughs> because they practice in perfection it, because they improved and iterated on their things. But at the end of, but at the end of the day of each year, they didn't go... I'm done, or like yeah. I, I I failed one thing, or I've I yeah. forgot to do I forgot to do a single assignment. Like I'm gonna drop out of school. That, yeah. Sometimes that's how we treat religion. Sometimes, yeah, and fortunately, and you can see the results. Like when they come in as freshmen, for at least for computer science, like for that mm-hmm. major, like they're like, I am never gonna get to Facebook. <laughs> Within two years, they have an internship there. How? Something must have happened. Practicing perfection. Practicing perfection. Right. Realizing that one bad grade, one bad assignment one missed assignment doesn't yeah. define the rest of your career S- similarly how one missed salah does not define your Islam doesn't define you mm-hmm. as a person that is a mistake that you made you can repent for that mistake and you can be better and you can pray if you prayed one salah today pray two salahs tomorrow but don't also be like I, I only paid two out of five mm-hmm. you still pray two. that was improvement and that and you keep working towards that goal and you be kind to the yeah. nafs, as you said it's like it's like instead of like saying like no but you only like no but you only did five prayers no but you only did this you say Yes, and next time you'll do this. Yeah, exactly. And next time you'll do this. And then if you don't hit it, then you're, that's why you're kind to yourself and you're like, it's okay, you didn't hit it. Just don't give up on what you said. Don't give up. I think right? that's, a, that's a very, like, I think persistence ties in really well the with The biggest cliche in the world, don't give up. <laughs> don't give up. <laughs> but it's very true. Like, the only <laughs> way you can practice imperfection is if you don't end up giving up. Like, there's only two ways to not practice imperfection, okay? Mm-hmm. One is you don't start. And the other thing is you give up. Yeah. Like, those are the only ways you don't practice it, right? Yeah. And so also that comes down to like, we need to create a culture where we start, right? We don't need a culture where you go to Sunday school and everyone's just expected to pray five times a day with the school, right? Like I feel like sometimes that, that is how Sunday school works. Is like you're that is how Sunday school day, works. First, That's yeah. how my Sunday school worked when I was in- I never went to Sunday school, yeah. so I wouldn't know. Or but I like, like a day they, make you, they make you pray five times a day, right? Yeah. But that in a way is already practicing perfection. And just like, I get that, I get the methodology. If they pray five times as a young kid over and over and over again, eventually yeah. they'll pray five times all the time. But the thing is that's only if your environment stays that way because human beings are affected by their environments, exactly. right? So in a world like America where we can switch environments from middle school, from elementary to middle school, to high school, to yeah. college, to the real world. We don't have that similar structure. We don't have that structure. Like, it's very consistent yeah, throughout your whole it's life. It's not Pakistan where you hear the adhan every single five times a day. Exactly. Everyone's walking into the masjid. Every, there's a local masjid around every block. <laughs> we don't have that. Yeah. So to me, we need to develop a culture and a masjid where the emphasis isn't around 
perfection. Perfection. The emphasis is around starting and imperfection, like you said, and then nurturing imperfection, and then not giving up on that imperfection. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, there was a camp that I went to as a counselor, mm. and this might be controversial to some people, but I thought it was great. Okay. They made everyone show up to the prayer hall, mm-hmm. but they didn't make anyone pray if they didn't want to. So that's fine. And do you know why? And there was still everyone. There prayed. was no compulsion in Islam. Yeah, but everyone prayed. Yeah. But they you gave forced. them the control. Yeah. Even though obviously they were gonna pray because all their friends are doing it, they're not gonna say no. They're all yeah. these Muslim people are watching. Your parents might be around, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. But they still chose to pray. So they made the choice. Like they told me, I don't have to, but I'm going. Were their to. parents at this camp? No, they weren't parents yeah, were at exactly. this camp. Exactly. So, but even if their parents, parents were at the camp, like think about it. Like with, without parents, they did this too. Yeah, th- th- that's what I'm. That's what I'm driving yeah. at. Yeah. So without like, parents, because they could yeah. sit, they could sit down and like obviously everyone's this about the same yeah. age. So no one's going to judge them, and no one's going to know them afterwards. Yeah. But the a, fact that they did pray is like says a lot about how if we enable others to make this make their choices. Yeah. Especially in Islam, if we can lead by example, but like obviously lead by example with nurturing by saying that hey everyone has to show up. That's the nurturing part. Yeah. But not force them to pray. That is the leading by example part. Exactly. And then you develop that culture of let's just start. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like in our communities, it's uh, we don't. It's either one or the other. It's either you force them to come, you like drag them to the masjid and then make them pray, yeah. or you just leave them at home and you don't say and anything. You don't say anything, right? Like yeah. even the kids, like I see walking into the masjid, like they walk next to their dad, etc. Like I, I, I'm curious on how it would look if there was a masjid that operated this way. Like Sunday, kind of had a fun day, you know, park event, everyone's eating, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But the entire concept of the masjid has developed this family and community where we don't tell our kids we just all get up to pray yeah we go to pray we tell our kids you don't have to pray you're welcome to join but they have to be in the vicinity mm. right and so like i feel m- like that happens already it's just that but i feel but like no no. but there's an expectation but right? I, I think it's in the in the car right before you come to the party like the parents will be like oh you make sure you pray like i don't want you to or embarrass even me. if they don't say it yeah. there's an expectation onto the kid like you're going to end up praying but if you explicitly tell your kid i'm saying yeah. give give people the choice yeah right and so, like, the, and you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised at what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala can do. Yeah, I mean, for other people. This yeah. camp, they didn't have to pray. None of their parents were there. None of us were gonna judge them. We were yeah. told, like, we y'all were didn't y'all didn't know each other either. Yeah, yeah, we were explicitly told, like, accept these kids for who they are. Yeah, right. And a lot of us were already counseling that. That's how we got vetted. Was like making sure that like, we would accept people how mm-hmm. they are. And they didn't explicitly say pray, but they did explicitly say, explicitly say. Oh, we're going to pray. We're going to do four rakats for Asr. They said this exactly, mm. clearly. Four rakats gotcha. for Asr. Um, and afterwards, we're going to do takbirat, like uh, for uh, um, Alhamdulillah, gotcha. Allah, all that stuff. And then you guys are free for the rest of your day, right? They explicitly said that. They said, you're welcome to join if you want. You don't have to pray. But Even the guys. That's also very crucial, I think. Giving background information that allows the that allows the person to know what's coming. Yeah. Especially because sometimes I feel like sometimes parents will just drag their kids to the message without telling them what, what's going to be there. Yeah. And now you're throwing it in psychology. You're just throwing a new kid into a new environment with new things. And this kid already is like, like religion is something that they've probably heard about at school. Maybe sure. like they, sure. they're going to learn about Christianity. We're in a, we're in a country that Christianity is the predominant religion. Yeah. They're going to learn about Christianity and they come to a masjid and they're like, Oh, this is so strict. Like my friends yeah. are all having fun. Like, I feel like that's like the biggest thing that I think, especially us, our generation as parents, yeah. when we inshallah become parents, need to realize that like people, kids will compare their 
circumstances to their friends. Yeah. So if they see their friends having a much easier quote unquote life than them, yeah, they are going to be gra- they're going to gravitate towards that not and not yeah. Islam. But if they're given the choice within what they're doing, then they'll know that they are living their life the way they want to exactly. live it. Exactly. Even if he's a four year old kid, ask him, "We're gonna go pray to Muslim Masjid. You wanna come with us?" Yeah. And he will say yes, of course, because he's not gonna say no, right? Yeah. He's a four year old kid. He has kid. to go out too. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's a four year old kid. He's gonna say yes. He loves exactly. his parents. At this age, he loves his parents, right? Exactly. Yeah. So then you say yeah, and then you do that for years and years and years. It will develop into And this, you explain what prayer is and, and you be, explain everything beforehand so that at least the kid has yeah. like some inclination. Even if they don't understand 100% of what, the, of what they're doing, like at least knowing that like, okay, like I know some things about what's going to happen. Yeah. That gives them the autonomy. That gives them the control to think through. Like 100%. four-year-old kids, like they, they think through stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's actually off topic. Uh-huh. Um, Practicing I think, perfection. I think that could yes. definitely be our next episode. Inshallah, How to yeah. develop a positive Muslim community. Muslim. Right? But like just like to wrap it up, honestly. Um, yeah. Practicing imperfection as a Muslim is a mandatory thing. You need to start and say, this is day one. Yeah. And then you need to forget, forget the counting of days because the thing yeah. is, you're not going to give up. Yeah. Right. Because that's the two things that you have to do. You have to start and you have to not give up. Exactly. So once you start with day one, don't worry about the count. It's for the rest of your life. Yeah. Right. Like you're fine. Some days will be good. Some days will be bad. Some There's years no graduation. The graduation day is Yom Al-Qiyamah. And don't, and yeah, no, one, no, no one knows what that is. Yeah. So, so like, think yeah, of yeah. it as infinite, but obviously like, obviously have a certain sense of urgency, but don't be so harsh on yourself. With yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. It will, it will be, your, it will be good years, bad years. It'll be good months, bad months, good days, yeah. bad days. So, but the thing is you don't give up you don't and give you keep up. improving. You don't give up. You keep improving and you keep practicing being imperfect. And even, if, and even if you don't see improvement sometimes, yeah. don't let that deter you from. Yeah. And you don't, don't let anyone influence you if they're like, Hey, you're not doing well enough. Yeah, because the thing is, you're doing something. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. This is this is the one place really where Allah will say only Allah can judge you. Yeah. Yeah. Only. Yeah. And you know what's really funny is people will not flame or like like say bad talk bad about people who aren't trying, and oh, yeah. they will also not say or talk bad about people who are perfect. They will only say or talk bad. Yeah. About people who are trying. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's what's really messed up. But it's unfortunate. Yeah. But the thing is, that means if you're getting critic like critical like critique wow my (laughs) stutter if you're getting critique on that then you're doing the right thing yeah okay and don't don't take it personally yeah yeah all right jazakallah khair for listening in this was season two episode three college muslim assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh assalamu alaikum